Hello, my name is Father Ed Feliski of the National Shrine of St. John Newman in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. During this octave of Christmas, the church celebrates the memory of the small children of Bethlehem put to death by King Herod, which we call today the Holy Innocents. And I would like to begin with today's gospel reading taken from St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 2, verses 13 to 18. When the Magi had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you. Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. Joseph rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. He stayed there until the death of Herod, that what the Lord had said through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been deceived by the Magi, he became furious. He ordered the massacre of all the boys in Bethlehem, and its vicinity, two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had ascertained from the Magi. Then was fulfilled what had been said through Jeremiah the prophet. A voice was heard in Ramah, sobbing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children, and she would not be consoled, since they were no more. The Gospel of the Lord. As I reflected on today's Gospel, um, the character that jumped out uh, for me was Herod. He is not the main character of this story. And in fact, he's often uh, relegated sort of to the, to the um, edges, or the periphery of this story. We don't really know an awful lot about him. And I was attracted to uh, him in the sense that what kind of a person, what kind of a man would kill innocent children um, for the sake of retaining his own power? Uh, so who was this Herod? Herod is called Herod the Great. He was the Roman appointed king of Judea at the time of the birth of Jesus. He's thought to have died in the year four, that is, four years after Jesus was born. That means that Jesus would have spent the first four years of his life in exile in Egypt until the death of Herod allowed him to return with his family to Nazareth. Herod received the nickname Herod the Great for some of the wonderful things that he accomplished, things like building fortresses and aqueducts and theaters and other public buildings which raised the prosperity of his people. Herod was a Jew, but he was also a Roman citizen, and it was to Rome that he gave all his allegiance. But Herod is most identified not as being great, but rather as a tyrant. 
In the year 40 BC, the Senate of Rome nominated Herod king of Judea and equipped him with a Roman army to enforce its rule. This title, King of the Jews, was, ironically, the title that was mockingly given to Jesus at the time of his crucifixion. So we see already, um, just by the fact that Herod is called um, the King of the Jews or the King of Judea, we see a tension between him and the Christians who would come to see Jesus as the King of the Jews. Um, once Herod began to exercise his power, after he was declared the king, he became drunk with that power. He divorced his first wife, her name was Doris, and he sent her and his son away. He married a woman named Mariamne, a Hasmonean princess. In order to end a feud with the Hasmoneans and solidify his power. Later, he would murder, murder this second wife, Mariamne, her two sons, her brother, her grandfather, and her, her mother. Um, besides Doris and Mariamne, Herod had eight other wives and had children by six of them. In all, Herod fathered 14 children. In his last years, Herod seemed to suffer from some sort of mental disorder. He altered his will three times and finally disinherited and killed his firstborn son, Antipater. So the slayings of the infants, which we celebrate today, was certainly consistent with the character of Herod. He was a suspicious, jealous, and ruthless leader who would do anything to retain his power. So when Herod heard from the visiting Magi about the birth of a newborn king, he was quick to take action. He ordered the slaughter of all the boys in Bethlehem two years old and under. He also um, killed his own brother, three of his own sons, Herod was insecure and fearful of any threat to his authority. He was a tyrant, capable of extreme brutality. Since Bethlehem was a small town, the number of babies killed was likely between 20 and 26. The church honors these infants as the first Christian martyrs who died for Christ by dying in his place. And so we honor these children today, and we reflect on all those children, even today, who are being slaughtered, um, being put to death, being murdered, either by negligence or by, by powerful tyrants who expose them to death so that they can retain their own power, their own authority. So we celebrate them today, we honor them, and we ask them to intercede on our behalf. And in conclusion, I would like to share a prayer uh, written for this occasion by St. Augustine. Blessed are you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah. You suffered the inhumanity of King Herod 
in the murder of your babes, and thereby have become worthy to offer to the Lord a pure host of infants. In full right do we celebrate the heavenly birthday of these children, whom the world caused to be born unto an eternally blessed life, rather than that of their mother's womb. For they attained the grace of everlasting life before the enjoyment of the present. The precious death of any martyr deserves high praise because of his heroic confession. The death of these children is precious in the sight of God because of the beatitude they gain so quickly. For already at the beginning of their lives they pass on. The end of the present life is for them the beginning of glory. These then whom Herod's cruelty tore as sucklings from their mother's bosom, are justly hailed as infant martyr flowers. They were the church's first blossoms, matured by the frost of persecution during the cold winter of unbelief. May God bless you.